What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright, physical therapist. And in this week, we are continuing on with part three in the Disciplines for Men series out of uh, Vince Miller's book by the same title, Disciplines for Men. Uh, if you haven't checked it out yet already, uh, check out the link in the show notes. That's the episode description where you can read about what this episode's about. And I've got the link to not only Vince's website, right, where you can access his um, his information, his materials, ways that you can contribute to his ministry, um, but just a lot of really great resources for men out there. And then also for men who are seeking to be the leaders of men. Um, very, very good information out there and a, a great, great guy. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. So Discipline number three, right? So if you've if you've caught up on the first two, right? The first one was prayer. The second one was scripture and understanding how to maybe get in a better groove of reading uh, the Bible and scripture. But now this week we're going to talk about probably one of the the more important themes for what you guys are tuning in for. Um, surely out of your interests would be brotherhood. Right, and the importance of brotherhood. So some reflection and discussion questions to start off. Why are friendships important to all men? How is spiritual brotherhood different from other friendships? How could a spiritual brother make you a better husband, father, friend, and coworker? What type of spiritual brother do you currently need in your life? And are you willing to let go of other priorities or even relationships to develop a solid relationship with another Christian brother? Right. These are all real questions. These are all things I've had to face uh, in my journey. I'm sure a lot of you all have as well as you, um, you know, just kind of seek to to be more. You know, you can't continue to live with one foot in that old life and expect a different life. Right? It just doesn't work that way. Right. And one of the biggest keys to being able to shed that skin or shed that layer of yourself and step into your new self, right? Where you feel um, more aligned with yourself, your purpose, and even better, your creator, right? Feeling less friction and less turmoil, uh, more hope, more fulfillment, more optimism in life is, is going to be really hinged upon who you circle yourself within, right? Who's around you. Um, all right. So we'll get into this chapter of brotherhood. Discipline number three. So far, we've tackled two important disciplines, prayer and scripture. Moving forward, I want you to continue to practice these disciplines, and let's categorize them as private disciplines. So keep praying using the PACT method, P-A-C-T, and keep reading using the PASS method, P-A-S-S. Do them daily, and as you become more proficient, you can take some liberties within the methods. But lock in on doing these fundamentals daily throughout the rest of this study. They are how we talk to God, that's prayer, and hear from God, scripture. And when used in combination, they create a powerful dialogue so that we can become men who are called to act. These next three disciplines are more public disciplines, as we're going to go, or we're going to need to address the supporting public activities that keep us moving forward as men. The first public activity we are going to address is brotherhood. We're going to learn how to build friendships with other Christian men and discover how these activities accelerate spiritual growth in a man's life. Brotherhood is complicated. 
for men, brotherhood is complicated because we have such a mixed up idea about these three words, male spiritual relationships. Some men have no idea what that concept even means. We may not even understand what these words individually mean, let alone in combination. Please note, we are not talking about building relationships for the sake of camaraderie alone, but in order to help each other stay focused on the one thing that matters, taking action to follow Christ. Male spiritual relationships are vital, but many men do not pursue them because they are so complicated. A lot of it, I know, is uncomfortable at first, because, or, but I believe we must overcome these complications together. And here are the four complications. One, trusting other men. Men have a lot of baggage when it comes to developing trust with other men. There's not a man alive who does not have some hurt or hang-up that prevents him from easily trusting others. Two, corrupt beliefs about manhood. Men have problematic beliefs about what it means to be a man. We believe the lie and buy into the idea that to be a man, we have to be rugged, assertive, and independent. This idea sells, but it's in direct conflict with building effective brotherhood. Three, speed of life. For some men, the speed of life is the most significant complicating factor in their pursuit of brotherhood experiences. Because our life is so busy, we put off relationships with other men. But this is a fatal mistake. In isolation, men are the worst version of themselves, and we are prone to compulsions and sin. Even God knew this, so he provided a helper for man because he saw it was not good for man to be alone. Keep in mind that even the Godhead exists in community, Father, Son, and Spirit. And God created us in His image, knowing that we too needed each other because of the speed of life. Four, required change. Yes, brotherhood requires change. It requires things of us that many have never done before, and therefore we are hesitant to pursue it. More than anything, brotherhood requires us to do something that feels far from masculine, to lay down our challenges in the presence of other men, and to change. But regardless of these challenges, we must build brotherhood. Two preliminary matters. Here are the two preliminary matters that we must keep in mind. You must take initiative. Brotherhood requires initiative, not by someone else, by you. No one else can intervene here. It's not going to be planned by your pastor, your wife, or a friend. Only you can reach out to another man. You need to assign yourself a task. You're probably going to have to pick up the phone and make a call or write an email. You cannot sit around and wait to be invited. That's passive, right? That's me inserting that phrase there. I'm not reading verbatim now. Um, you need to stretch some spiritual muscles and start using them. And I will show you how to do it in just a minute. Think shoulder to shoulder. I believe when, are, when we are first starting off, it's easier to start with a shoulder to shoulder activity, which is far less intimidating. It gives us something to do while we're building a relationship and leaves us with less uncertainty during a meetup. Besides, most guys are a little competitive and energized by doing something that scratches that itch. Just ask some guy to come with you to something that you like to do. Think of golf, games, and guns. Activities like skeet shooting where you're holding a gun and standing shoulder to shoulder with another guy can be far less intimidating than sitting face to face in a coffee shop. Think bowling, darts, racquetball, or pickleball. Think a service project, a mission trip, or adventure excursion. When we're doing these kinds of activities, it's easier for us to give the relationship a test run and figure out if there's a connection of mutual benefit. 
The fears about vulnerability, emotional sharing, and the appearance of weakness go away because everyone knows what to expect at these outings. But you could always go straight for a face-to-face meetup if you want, over a meal or coffee. Most men are going to be glad you asked, but if you choose this route, you need to be a little more prepared because you're going to need to, you're going to need things to talk about. You can't just wing it and stare at the other guy. That's weird, right? That's again, me inserting. Uh, all right. And that's where we're heading next. Let's consider what to talk about during this time in our head. We complicate these meetups because we think spiritual conversations are a lot different from any other conversation. Let me offer you three pointers for structuring the time and the conversation. They play out the same for both types of meetup, shoulder to shoulder and face to face. These are what I recommend for building brotherhood. How to build brotherhood. First, prepare four purposeful questions. Let's listen to what John records in his gospel. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night. John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Nicodemus came because he had some questions to ask, some purposeful questions. When it comes to any type of meetup, you need to spend at least a couple of minutes thinking about what you want to get out of the time. The easiest way to do this is to determine a few questions you want to ask. I am suggesting four, not that you need to use all four. Sometimes we forget to prepare a few questions or we allow the activity to determine the only purpose of the time, and then we miss that opportunity for something more significant. Here's what I mean. I've walked away from a number of golf events, wishing I could have spent more time conversing on important topics with the extraordinary men that I was with. Having an intentional conversation about meaningful spiritual content should be one of your primary goals whenever you meet. In some cases, even the central activity can take a back seat. Don't let the excitement of the activity hijack the opportunity to be purposeful. You can golf, watch a game, or shoot guns while talking about how to raise God-honoring kids or discussing relational challenges you're facing in your marriage or acknowledging your anxiety about a looming career change. If you've not had a purposeful conversation before while doing a shoulder-to-shoulder activity and you're a little intimidating about doing it, then just tell your friend at the outset that you'd like to pick his brain about a couple of topics during the activity or afterward. It's not weird to do this. Many a business deal is struck while swinging sticks on a golf course. This just happens to be a spiritual deal with with spiritual implications. Just make sure to be clear about the purpose for the invite so your friend doesn't feel ambushed. Second, get one tip. Here's what the Apostle Paul says in Hebrews. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Day is, in, is capitalized as in talking about the, the last day, right? The day of, of judgment, the day of uh, Jesus' return, the day of us being called up to heaven. This is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. This too is simple and often overlooked. In the context of Christian brotherhood, we are always seeking to become more like Christ and trying to encourage each other toward that end. That's what Paul is saying. That's the bottom line. I believe the easiest way to do this is one tip at a time. In every relationship and in every meetup, I'm looking to receive something that pays out dividends in my life or conversely, having left something for my brother that will pay out dividends to him. I want to be better for having met with my brothers and they with me. 
Therefore, therefore, during our meeting, I'm looking for an encouraging slant I hadn't considered before, a new revelation or an insight into one of our issues. When we're engaging in intentional conversation, we are going to discover something new about ourselves. At least I almost always do. In some cases, we may learn many new things. We are mining for this gold in this spiritual relationship. I call it looking for a tip. It's nothing more. It's important in spiritual brotherhood. Third, add one spiritual element. Here's what Paul says again, but to this time to the brothers in Thessalonica. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. Lastly, you need to add in a spiritual element to every Christian meetup. It's key to do this early and often. If you can establish this pattern from the first meeting, it will serve as a bit of an icebreaker for future spiritual development. Some men are going to be challenged on this one since they have never taken these previous two disciplines, prayer and scripture, public before. Here's a little progression that you could use over three meetings if you feel unsure of where to lead things. So meetup number one, ask at the end how you can pray for your friend over the week. Meetup number two, ask permission to pray before the meeting and then pray out loud and keep it short. Meetup number three, share a scripture you've been reading and get his thoughts. Then engage in prayer as you did in the second meetup. It's better to introduce spiritual activity earlier than later in the relationship, because if you put it off for too long, you won't ever get around to doing it. Pierce through the awkwardness of spiritual openness and lean into it. Here's the recap. Preliminary matters. Take initiative and think shoulder to shoulder. Build brotherhood. Prepare four questions you'd like to ask. Get one tip that you can take away from this time together, and then add one spiritual element of any kind. So go ahead, schedule a meetup with another guy, think through the steps I provided, and take initiative. Only you can take the next step. And remember, keep reading scripture and praying. All right. So guys, that is it for discipline number three, brotherhood. I uh, hope that you all were able to find this chapter helpful or useful or even uh, thought-provoking in some ways that you can, you know, start to start to figure out, all right, I've, I'm doing this journey by myself. I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to be a better man, how to be a, a, a better Christian man, how to follow more the example that, um, you know, that the Lord has made for us, that Christ has laid for us in this instruction manual called the Bible. And it's hard to do it alone, right? You start to learn that after a little while that, um, excuse me, um, that it's difficult, right? It can be very difficult when we're left to our own devices. And just like Vince talked about in the chapter, um, you know, God knew that, that we wouldn't do as well alone as we would do together. That's why he created Eve. Um, but knowing that that Christian brotherhood is one of the, the best relationships that a man can have um, in a positive way, because it is where you, you hold one another accountable. It is where you can go to one another for, for guidance, for um, relating on topics that that you might be feeling like you're struggling with and you're the only one that's struggling with it. But then when you bring it to the table in that spiritual um, connection, right? Where you know that, Hey, these are, these are brothers who are striving for the same goal. And 
I'm not, I'm not feeling like I've got it as together as they may seem like they do. And trust me, they don't. Um, once you start getting that out in the open and, and asking how you can pray for one another and, and not only that feeling comfortable enough to ask them to pray for you when you need it. Uh, don't let your pride get in the way. The pride can, can very easily in the fear of, of being vulnerable, the fear of being judged or made fun of or mocked in some way. Um, that's, what's going to hold us back. That's when, that's, what's going to hold you back from being able to really grow as a man and really grow into the husband, father, uh, man and leader that, that you are called to be because, if you let that pride interfere, you're going to continue to play small. You're going to continue to essentially play solo and you're going to shrink. You're not going to grow. You're going to continue shrinking and getting very frustrated when you're struggling with the same issues in your life over and over and over like it's Groundhog Day. I do know also that I've got a pretty, pretty youthful uh, listenership here. So you're, a lot of you are between the ages of 25 and 34. So um, if you haven't looked up Groundhog Day, do it. To be honest, I can't say I've seen the thing all the way through. Um, but I, I was born in the mid 80s. And so I'm, I'm familiar with the title and the concept. It's just you're essentially you're waking up and you're repeating the same thing over and over and over again. Bill Murray, look it up. All right. So guys, that's it for this week. Um, one one quick topic I wanted to share though about this chapter on brotherhood is um, my my apologies for not getting out this episode a little bit sooner because I was tied up um, this weekend at a men's retreat through uh, through my church and I had the opportunity to lead one of the cabins um, where we would essentially just kind of hold these these sessions and uh, and talk about essentially pride was, was the theme of the weekend. James four chapter six, um, was kind of the overarching theme, but we really got into some good stuff regarding, um, biblical examples of pride and how, how it really started from the outset from, from Adam and Eve, um, being tempted, right? Well, essentially it started with Satan and, and that's what led to his fall. And then using our pride in the form of Eve and then on to Adam to think that, Hey, we could be like God if we just eat this fruit. And, and there we go, right? That was the fall of man because of pride. And so it was really cool to be able to be in an environment where it was just a bunch of guys who were able to get away from the distractions of work, from their kids, their families, their other obligations that are just usually running us ragged on the weekends when we think we've got some time off. Um, we know the weekends aren't really time off. So it was really good to just kind of get away out in nature, um, hanging out around, uh, essentially like a little lake or, or a very large pond in some cabins in the woods. And we played sports, we prayed, we praised the Lord. Um, and we just, we got into a lot of the stuff that we're struggling with as men, especially when it, when it pertains to pride and, you know, there were guys that were, they were talking about their apathy, right? They were just coasting and just didn't really care. And um, it's really, it's really inspiring, like I said, to get in that brotherhood community and to be able to feel like you can, can share some of these things and then just feel that massive weight lifted and, and knowing that, Hey man, um, 
these guys that I, I think have it all together don't. And the really cool part is that we're, they're asking for help, just like I'm asking for help or needing help. And, uh, and in doing that, kind of piercing that veil and breaking down that wall, we're able to get the help that we need and allow essentially God to work in us um, by us trying to help spur each other forward onto good works and and good things in our lives. So really cool thing. Um, I, I encourage each of you to take this week's chapter to heart and just try to think of a guy that you can reach out to that you can have this kind of conversation with and follow the tips from the episode, right? I hope you were taking notes um, and just keep it simple, right? Just keep it simple, but then be, be intentional, be purposeful about why you'd like to meet and, and some of the things that you'd like to, to discuss and get out there and, and just how you guys can continue to, to grow your own brotherhood and then let that grow into a bigger circle. Right. And the next thing, you know, you could be having a, essentially like a, a weekly accountability group or Bible study, something to that effect. Um, so yeah, really cool stuff, really cool stuff about brotherhood. Um, I fought it for a long time. Cause you know, you, you know, the thoughts that you have and, and what the, what the enemy's putting in your, um, uh, in your thought banks of, oh man, hanging out with other guys. That sounds gay. Uh, you know, I, I don't, don't want to know that gay stuff. Um, I'd rather hang out with women. I'd rather hang out with my wife. Look, man, like there's nothing wrong with hanging out with your wife or hanging out with women. But if you're using that to escape from your responsibilities and your purpose to grow as a man, then you got a problem, right? You, it's important to surround yourself with brothers that will hold you accountable and call you up and call you out when needed so that that way you don't settle and start just spiraling, right? Because women won't do that. Yes, your your wife will, will get on to you or maybe nag you if you're not doing things up to her standards. But it's different being able to confide in other men and and be able to feel called up into your purpose, um, because that will make you a better man, better husband, better father, uh, better leader. Right. And so then you'll be able to probably enjoy better time with your wife or your girlfriend, um, because you are more masculated, right. In that, in that sense, you're more masculine there. Um, so yeah. All right, guys. Um, I'll close this out with just also wanting to say that if you haven't yet, if you're on the fence, uh, check out the link in the show notes about the Becoming a Better Man Breakthrough Challenge. I don't like calling it a challenge, but it's a 21-day deal where you can uh, just essentially, after the morning after you sign up, you'll get an email in your inbox just talking about how, hey, the first module is ready, for, ready to go. So you'll go through day one. You'll read a little devotional uh, passage, just kind of like a, like a trail guide for the day, essentially. And it take, it'll take you seriously. 10 to 15 minutes to go through. And that's including if you choose to do the, the workout that comes along with it. And it's just a way to get your blood pumping, right? Get you going, get your brain working, get your muscles working, get your body moving, uh, get ready to attack the day. So um, it's quick, right? It's quick. And it's, and it's by design that way, because that way you won't have excuses as to why you can't do it. So anyway, check it out. It's in the, uh, in the show note description. And then next week, We'll be back for discipline number four. All right. Appreciate you guys. And we'll see you next week.